In this heroic rendering, Hiroshima and Nagasaki simply hastened the end of a terrible global conflagration. These sentiments emerged strongly in the closing months of 1994 and opening months of 1995, when the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. was forced to drop plans for a major exhibition on the atomic bombs that would have included photographs and artifacts from Ground Zero. These were, critics declared, emotionally loaded. Intimate depiction of civilian Japanese victims, in the parlance of the heroic American narrative, they are casualties, it was argued, distorted the reality of a war in which the Japanese over and over again had victimized others atrociously. The chief historian of the U.S. Air Force publicly asked how the Smithsonian could have blundered so badly on such a morally unambiguous subject. The U.S. Senate unanimously approved a resolution condemning the institution for failing to celebrate the manner in which the atomic bombs had brought the war to a merciful end. In this highly charged emotional and ideological climate, the reissue of Dr. Hachia's diary is a salutary event. His simple account tells us, as no one but the Japanese who experienced the bombs can, about the human consequences of nuclear weapons. It reminds us of the larger tragic narrative of World War II, in which heroism coexisted with moral ambiguity, and the same act could seem simultaneously merciful and merciless. From the Japanese perspective, Hiroshima and Nagasaki were not only an end, but also a beginning. The beginning of grotesque, lingering deaths, lifelong bereavement, unprecedented physical harm from radiation, and ceaseless psychological trauma, of course, but also the beginning of a new sense of the preciousness of life. Shuffling through the filth and debris of his ruined, overcrowded hospital, watching patients and acquaintances die, often mysteriously, assailed by the stench of bodies being cremated wafting through the hospital's shattered windows, through all this Dr. Hachia moved with composure, compassion, and keen appreciation of the smallest pleasures of so-called normal life. To turn a chronicle of nuclear horror into an affirmation of life in this manner is no small accomplishment, and the triumph of Dr. Hachia's Hiroshima diary lies in his ability to do this so naturally, without preaching, usually without philosophizing, just by being himself and setting down his daily thoughts and activities. That his thoughts and feelings are entirely accessible to non-Japanese, despite numerous small references to things peculiar to everyday Japanese culture, is the ultimate measure of his triumph. Somehow, in August 1945, when the rhetoric of war-hate and race-hate was at fever pitch and the most devastating weapon in history had just shattered his life, this modest and conspicuously patriotic physician managed to express himself almost entirely in the language of a common humanity. These matters bear spelling out a bit, for, as the cyclical nature of American memory suggests, they are easily forgotten. Of course, the images of nuclear hell that Dr. Hachia depicts may, in the end, remain most indelibly etched in many readers' minds. In this regard, his chronicle is typical of other hibakusha, or survivor accounts, where the same haunting images of nuclear destruction appear. The stunning flash, pika, of the bomb, followed by a colossal blast, don, that shattered buildings kilometers away. Nakedness or semi-nakedness, from the blast stripping clothing away. Eerie silence. 
People walking in lines with their hands outstretched and skin peeling off, like automatons, dreamwalkers, scarecrows, a line of ants. Corpses frozen by death while in the full action of flight. A dead man on a bicycle. A burned and blinded horse. Youngsters huddled together awaiting death. Mothers with dead children, infants with dying mothers. Corpses without faces. Water everywhere, in firefighting cisterns, swimming pools, the rivers that fed the city, clogged with dead bodies. Fires like the infernos of hell, a man holding his eyeball in his hand. Survivors in crowded, ruined buildings, lying in vomit, urine, and feces. Everywhere flies and maggots. This is the familiar iconography of the immediate aftermath of the atomic bombing, although at this early date, Dr. Hachia, largely cut off from the outside world, was simply recording what he saw or others told him.